0: You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. It is uh, Thursday, May 20th. Appreciate you joining me today. And thank you for um, tuning in here about some TCU athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Um, TCU Baseball, big series starting tonight. They play Kansas State in Manhattan on the road. um, Three games, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Tonight at 6 is the season opener. And Kansas State, um, towards the bottom of the conference, they're not uh, one of the better teams in the Big 12. But... (laughs) Obviously, there's a lot of concern the way TCU is playing right now. You know, they dropped two out of three to Texas. Um, that was disappointing, but it wasn't shocking. It was, you know, okay, the, the Sunday starter situation with Johnny Ray is still a mess. Got to get that fixed. But overall, this team is still rolling along pretty well. And then um, just blew a tire against Louisiana Monroe at home. So TCU's got a one game lead on UT in the Big 12. Um, they can still sweep and win the conference outright. If you win two out of three, uh, you might need some help. I, I really – I struggle to see – I mean, it's baseball. Anything can happen. I struggle to see West Virginia scratching out uh, – I mean, maybe they scratch out a win, but I think that's probably the ceiling for the Mountaineers. That, that team just really, really struggles to hit, and with the pitching depth that Texas has, um, unless somebody has a bad day, it's just tough for me – to see them pulling out more than one game. But I would not be surprised at all if Texas went ahead and got a sweep. So not much margin for error for TCU, but still a good opportunity. And, you know, I was looking – I was planning on doing more of a deeper dive into K-State baseball this afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening. Um, And, and, I mean, they they have some good – Players, right? Like they got some good numbers. Um, Jordan Wicks is their ace. He's got 3.42 ERA. You know, he's uh, he's been kind of their workhorse. He's pitched 79 innings this year, um, and he's struck out 102 batters. So that's a guy that can throw. And he made a statement early in the season. He pitched seven shutout innings against Oregon State, and he's been pretty consistent all year long. Their other two starters. Are kind of hit or miss. Their bullpen arms are okay, and then hitting wise, they only have two guys in the lineup that are hitting over 300. Um, Zach Kokoska at 369 and Dylan Phillips at 350. But this team can mash a little bit. Uh, Zach has 14 home runs. Dylan Phillips has 13 home runs, and they got four guys that have double-digit homers this season. So they can drive the ball out of the ballpark. Which I mean, Russell Smith, he's he struggled giving up the long ball. You know, obviously Austin Krobe got uh, rocked pretty hard on Saturday against uh, Louisiana Moreau in that first game of a doubleheader. So if if the pitching doesn't show up, then you could definitely find yourself in a situation um, where you're you're giving up a, a number of runs, which would not be ideal. But ultimately, I think the tone's going to be set tonight, and. What I really want to see more than anything, I mean, I I want to see this team get back to um, just grinding out at bats and scoring runs, obviously. And I I hope that that happens. Gene Wood, it appears he's going to be good to go for this weekend. Um, Have not gotten anything official on Hunter Wolf. I would guess that he's probably uh, out of the lineup for another weekend, but I, I don't know that for sure. Um, getting Gene back is going to be nice. That will be a a big plus. And Elijah Nunez, I don't know what his status is. I think where you're really going to miss him is defensively in center field, but he is somebody that gets on base at a pretty good clip, and when he does get on base, he can make teams pay with his speed. But the the biggest thing to me in this series, and maybe this is a little naive or a little short-sighted, I feel like if Russell Smith goes out there tonight, and just throws a gem and gets back to the guy that he was for the first couple months of the season, then a lot of other things will kind of take care of itself themselves. And I say that because uh, Russell is an emotional guy on the mound. I think he's their emotional leader. Um, you know, he came in at Globe Life Field in game two of that uh, – of that tournament against SEC teams. And he pitched fantastic against Mississippi State. And that was the day after Johnny Ray really struggled against Ole Miss. Uh, And, you know, they couldn't beat Arkansas, but I thought they played pretty admirably in that game on Sunday. And he just sort of continued that throughout the year. And when he was on and when he was giving you six or seven innings of uh, good baseball, I just felt like this was a completely different team. Um, So if he can come in and set the tone on Thursday night, tonight against K-State, and and can go six or seven innings and save the bullpen a little bit, uh, and maybe you can win that game comfortably, I I just feel like this is going to be a team that brings that confidence into the rest of the weekend. And I feel like that's one huge ingredient that's been missing as of late. Uh, This is a group that's had some impressive comeback wins, that's played with a lot of energy all year long, and it was pretty lackluster against Louisiana Monroe. The energy level was. The motivation didn't look like it was there. So, I mean, that can be corrected. That's just an attitude thing. Now, can you go out there and execute? I don't know. I hope so, but I can't can't say that for sure. Like, I can't guarantee that. But I definitely know that they can go out there with a sense of urgency and approach it like, hey, this is a Big 12 title weekend. I mean, this is what we've been working for. And I would hope, I mean, they've been honoring the seniors this week, and this is a really good group of seniors. Guys that have been here a long time, Halen Green, Zach Humphreys, Connor Shepard. I'm not going to name them all, but you know the list. And they've won a good number of baseball games. But a lot of these dudes, you know, this Omaha drought has, has been prolonged enough that a lot of this roster hasn't tasted that, hasn't gotten there. And you're not going to be able to get there this weekend, but I think going out there and getting it done and winning a Big 12 title would be a great step in the right direction, and it would be a great way uh, for these seniors to kind of go out in the regular season. Coming up, we'll, uh, we'll talk some TCU football and, and some other sports as well, but right now I want to tell you about Rock Auto. I mentioned them at the top of the show, they're one of our great sponsors. Rock Auto, um, th- they're the place to go for auto parts, and you know, there's, there's more makes and models now than ever before. So it can be hard to figure out, is this, is this what I need? Is this what my vehicle needs? And you don't want to make that mistake. Like it's, it's hard to find exactly what you need. And that's a frustrating experience if you get the wrong thing. Rock Auto allows you to compare and contrast um, and it, it makes it simple to understand. They have good prices. You're not going to get ripped off. You know exactly what you're getting. They have a drop-down menu on their website, and uh, it allows you to to say, hey, how'd you hear about us? And if you click uh, that you heard about them from the Lockdown Podcast Network, that's a big help to us. So visit Rock Auto today. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Back here on Lockdown Horn Frogs. Segment two, uh, we'll just kind of bounce around some assorted news and notes. First of all, uh, this news became official today. Shadrach Banks, and maybe it became official earlier, but I just saw a report from 247 Sports that Banks has officially announced he's going to make that move to linebacker to, uh, you know, play in defense. He was a wide receiver in high school. He went through spring ball at Texas A&M, and he practiced as a wide receiver. But there was some interest in him playing linebacker coming out of high school from other schools because he's so huge. I mean, he's over six feet tall. He's 230 pounds. He's a big kid and a heck of an athlete. And this was sort of uh, the um, very public secret that he would make that transition. But now it's official. So, I mean, Gary's done this a lot. He's taken guys who were... Really good athletes, and in a lot of cases, he's done it at smaller high. You know, guys from smaller high schools. that might have been quarterbacks or running backs in high school, and he's turned them into great defensive players by using their s- speed, especially um, to to get them to a high level on defense. So I like this move. It is interesting because as Cole Thompson from Locked On Aggies. Pointed out on the podcast uh, the other day, one of the reasons allegedly or, or reportedly that Shadrack left A and M is because he wanted to play immediately. And I mean, we'll see. He might be a really quick learner, but it's hard for me to believe that he's just going to step on campus, you know, not have any spring practice come in in the fall learn a completely different position and be a starter or a big time contributor for this team this year. Now that doesn't mean he won't have plenty of time to figure it out over the coming seasons, but Cole makes a good point. I mean, it is hard to, to kind of fathom. Oh yeah, you're just going to learn a completely new position and step on the field and and be that guy. But it's sort of like, and I know this example will probably make people shudder because it didn't work out last season. But you're, you're kind of banking on what you were banking on with Marcel Brooks, is that he's just such a gifted athlete that he can step in and figure it out. Um, and, and now they're moving Marcel, the wide receiver, so they got one dude who is playing defense moving over to wide receiver and then another guy who was playing offense moving over to linebacker. But I mean Gary's linebackers, they're they're typically undersized guys who can run sideline to sideline. And Banks is a big wide receiver. He's a, a slightly kind of undersized linebacker, but he has the athletic ability to get sideline to sideline and to chase guys down and make plays. So, I love the idea of this. And, and we'll see, you know, what it ends up looking like when he gets out there and, and gets on the field. But I, I really like that they're being creative, that they found a way to get him. And again, this is a talented guy. And TCU football is kind of made made a habit of this as of late, and I think it's a good idea. They've taken on some players who, for whatever reason, didn't work out at the last school, and maybe they're what you would call tweeners or just guys that don't have a natural position, and they find a way to get them on the field. They try to find a way to uh, use some position flex to maybe move them around and give them an opportunity to play somewhere else. So if Banks is happy, you know, being a linebacker, trying that out, if he's going to buy in, then I, I believe in this defensive staff and their ability to, to find a way to make it work. So he's going to make that move from, uh, from wide receiver to linebacker, which is pretty crazy. You don't hear about it often, but I do think with his build – um, it, it's something that he can, he can do and, and hopefully excel at in the next few years. Today, uh, also, along with baseball having a big series, TCU Men's Tennis, they take on Baylor, Big 12 foe. So. They faced the Bears uh, two other times this season. They've lost in both those matches. But this is uh, with a Final Four trip on the line. And, hey, maybe third time's a charm. David Rodidi and his squad, they beat um, Ohio State in the Sweet 16. And Rodidi had a great money quote after, uh, after that match. Or he said, not too bad for, you know, the Little Sisters of the Poor. They got it done today. They played well. Um, so, Baylor is the, the number two overall seed. They're the number two team in the country. Uh, but TCU's going to go give it a go. And uh, good luck to TCU tennis. It's been a really a banner year for TCU athletics. TCU soccer, they make uh, the Elite Eight. You know, I know TCU football didn't quite have the season we expected or we necessarily wanted, but they did make a bowl game. Unfortunately, they couldn't play in it because of uh, COVID protocols, but they ended up with a winning season. Um, TCU baseball's possibly on their way to a long postseason run and TCU men's tennis um, they make it to the lead eight TCU rifle they finish second at the national championships and they do win a national championship and in the small bore portion of those uh, tournaments of that tournament so that continues on I'll I'll have another update on a spring sport in a minute but before I do that I do want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, he does a fantastic job. And he tells you exactly how to make some money, how to make some cash, how to wager on Major League Baseball, on uh, the NBA. Everything is on the table on BetOnline.ag. Even NFL, you know, schedule's been released. You might think this is odd. But you can already start betting, folks, on some of these NFL games, some of these big-time NFL games. We know what the schedule is going to be. So go ahead and try to make some money today. Again, that's betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, he's been doing this for a long time. He knows how to make you some money. Let him do that for you. Betonline.ag, sign up today. Okay, let's close up shop here on Locked on Horn Frogs. I was talking about um, TCU having a really good year in athletics and especially in the spring sports. And TCU men's golf, they are headed to uh, the NCAA National Championship Tournament after finishing fifth in the Tallahassee Regional. So congratulations for them. Uh, To them, they're going to get a chance to go and compete for a national title after advancing out of that regional. Really cool moment for – TCU men's golf and again the spring sports they just continue to clean up um, as the year goes on tonight TCU baseball they're facing off with Kansas State over the next three days so on Friday's pod I'll have a recap of game one I'll also have some uh, TCU football talk some um, questions I have for that team going into the fall we'll cover it all this is On Horn Frogs part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your team every day